Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast, live on Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. We're also live on the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page. It is the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Ray. And uh, for those of uh, you who don't know, you and me started this endeavor last year, the podcast yep. endeavor last year, yep. January 6th. Is that so what it was? We, okay, so wow. 363 days. Wow, there yeah. you go. So, so a one-year anniversary two days from now from our first will. podcast. Yeah. There you go. So. Well, good. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. And, of course, it's evolved to a webcast now, yep. a much more professional production because we had then no idea table. what we were doing. Yep. So the gang at Melly is Tara, Ian and Deb came and uh, basically saved us. Yeah, exactly. So that's good. Christmas, New Year's, all that jazz was good? Yeah, quiet, right? Yep. We were yep. told to keep it quiet, and we did. We, you uh, uh, didn't get away to Palm Springs or Maui like some no, of our elected officials? No, okay. no, well, I'm not. Uh, as somebody said uh, on social media, I can't believe where I saw this. I don't have a problem with them leaving. It's the return I have the problem with. <laughs> that's all i'll say about that but i just wanted to throw that yeah exactly so of course uh this time of year is always great for uh world junior hockey championship it's hard to believe that the last episode of the podcast that we had was a preview show right because the uh, world junior started on christmas day this year of course they are doing the bubble format in edmonton we didn't have the show last week because we took some time off and wouldn't you know where we're now on semi-final monday in fact uh, for everybody that's watching the webcast on facebook canada and russia is playing in the one semi-final right now canada has a three nothing lead at the start of the second period they jumped out to a three nothing lead in the first to alex newhook connor mcmichael and cole perfetti the goal scores okay. for canada i thought that this was supposed to be the the game. The, I have said that the competition. About, well, I, I thought, I, yeah, like I said that about the Finland-Canada game. Yeah. I thought that's going to be too. a good game. And you then know? Finland had one shot in the first game. And then Finland didn't show up for that game whatsoever. And that <laughs> was that was supposed to be the great game of the tournament. And it just, it just did not happen. But um, having said that, man, there was some, there was some good efforts from a lot of yep. players for Team Canada uh, in the, in that Finland game. And they really did shut down the Finns. So that was really good. Well, I did want, I, and I did, I did want to say something about the, the Saskatoon guy, Connor Zeri. So how cool is it to see a number nine wearing a Team Canada jersey? Like, it's absolutely awesome to see Connor Zeri wearing that number nine for Team Canada. And I'm trying to think of the last Saskatonian in international play that might have worn a number nine. And I don't know this for a fact. There might have been one in between, but I always think back to the great Gordie Howe. Number nine. And of course, he played in the international tournament in 1974. So in 72, Canada, Russia, the famous Summit Series, the WHA players weren't allowed. So in 74, uh, they were allowed to play. And um, I don't know if we put that picture up or not yet of Gordie Howe, but um, Gordie Howe, as only a guy from Saskatoon would do with a little how do you do to one of the Russians, one of the Soviet Union players right. in the day. So For- we don't advise Connor Zary to do this. But just think of this is what you're trying to live up to as a number nine from right. Saskatoon playing an international competition. And for everybody that's listening to the audio version of this, not watching the webcast, when you think of Gordie Howe, you think of the big elbows. Yep. But the picture that we're referring to is uh, not of a Gordie Howe elbow. It is of a uh, what I would assume is probably a Victoriaville wooden stick. Oh, it's just a how in, do you do. In just between, a little, yeah, a little how do you do in the midsection of one of the uh, Russian players. But what's interesting is uh, Soviet Union. Soviet Union back in those days, but see, I thought Igor Larionov, this year's Canadian or this year's uh, Russian coach, 
played for the Soviet Union in 74. He did not. He did play in 72, okay. but he didn't play in 74. So there, there have there been go. some great games in this tournament, Canada yeah. aside. Um, I think it was well, Finland, Sweden had a great game in the quarterfinals. Yep. Finland came back to win that, was that one. That was yep. a heck of a game. So Finland and USA will uh, face off in the other semifinal later on tonight. And then Russia, Sweden, it was one of the prelim games. Uh, that one was fantastic. That was last week as well. I can't remember the exact day off the top of my head, but that was a heck of a hockey game. So, you know, there have been a couple of 16 to twos and 11 yeah. nothings, but there have been some good close games for the world juniors. But that, that 4-1 well. game on New Year's Eve, Boy, you know, we talked. I I thought that might be an overtime game. I thought it might be an outstanding hockey game, and it turned out that it just it didn't kind of live up to the billing. Canada dominated the Finns in that one. They're and dominating I'm, Russia right now too. It's now four nothing. Just now thought I'd throw that. Yeah, you watch that. Let me know who yeah, got that other goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the one thing about this four one win over the Finns on New Year's Eve was the fact that Dylan Cousins, they're calling him the workhorse from Whitehorse. All over the ice in that hockey game. He opened the scoring and then scored an empty netter. So he had the bookends in that 4-1 win in that in that hockey game. So that was kind of, you know, you talk about players that you want to see kind of peak at the right time. And when you're blowing out Germany like 16-0, it's really tough to get a gauge as to what kind of hockey team you have there. But that finish game, I mean, I think this Canadian team probably built a lot of confidence uh, based on that game that had so much hype to it. And that's going to be interesting because, of course, Canada won last year. Six Canadians and three Russians who played in that gold medal game last year. And remember, Russia was up by a couple of goals with about right. 11 yep. minutes to go. Yep. And Canada came back and won that. They scored three goals in like six minutes or seven minutes or something to win it last year. There are six Canadians and three Russians playing in the game that we're watching now that were playing last year in the in the gold medal game. Right. Yeah. Um, well, on an interesting note, too, you speak about Dylan Cousins, uh, seven goals, six assists. So he's second in tournament scoring so far. But um, I came across an interesting point. Dylan Cousins was a very high draft pick at the Buffalo Sabres. He's a guy that could potentially play for the Sabres this season. So yep. there's been a lot of talk around, you know, Kirby Doc, how he was loaned by the Chicago Blackhawks because he played in the NHL last year. Now, if the Chicago Blackhawks or if the NHL maybe started the season in October, it could have been a different scenario. Maybe right. they wouldn't have loaned him. But, right. I mean, a guy like Dylan Cousins, if he was playing with Buffalo, if the season started in October, he might not have got loaned to Team Canada. Bowen Byram, same thing in Colorado yep. as well. So not just Kirby Doc, but a lot of players from Team Canada benefited from the fact that the NHL is uh, – Dropping the puck on January 13th, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, later on in the um, show. But yeah, you got to feel bad for a team like Austria, um, but you kind of got to be happy for the Germans. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you they, think of they, all the COVID issues that team had, they, they battled in some games. I think they only lost to Russia by yep. one goal. Yep, right. And they were a crossbar away from tying it. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. And then, yeah, Sweden had the early exit. Sweden had some COVID problems as well uh, with their coaching staff. I didn't know this until a few games in, but Sweden's head coach this year was just 30 years old. Yeah. And you could tell that he was just mismatched yeah. by some other members of the, uh, the you know, opposing team. That's staff. a good point, too. Boy, Mitch Love is gaining some great experience yep. here, I bet, eh? You know, the head coach of the Saskatoon, Saskatoon Blades is probably yep. getting some fantastic pointers and just things going on there. So that's good. One of Clark's classic grill and bar says, Germans put up a good fight. They absolutely did yep. in the World Junior Hockey Championship. I believe the gold medal is tomorrow, Tuesday. And if things keep up the way that they are, 
It's probably going to be Canada. I guess we should knock on wood, though, because you don't want to count your chickens before they have USA and Finland in the later yeah. final four matchup. In, yeah. on, on I'm saying start. Canada, USA. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. be, that would be I'm great. I'm saying that that would be the, uh, that's the gold medal game. And at uh, that point, I turn off my phone. Yeah. Because that yeah. would be that, because yeah. all the games we thought were going to be good just haven't been good necessarily, but what a great way it would be to end the tournament if that uh, those two teams clashed. Even with no NHL, this is still a great time for sports. The NFL playoffs are kickstarting this upcoming weekend. Week 17 was yesterday on Sunday, so there was a couple of playoff spots to be determined. That's all good now. Uh, I think the most intriguing uh, scenario was the NFC East. It had the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Washington football team. All three of those teams vying for the final NFC East playoff spot. Well, the only NFC playoff spot, NFC East playoff spot, that is. The Washington football team uh, was able to do that thanks to a tank job by the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm not sure getting you, a little play. Eh? Yeah, I'm oh, not sure if sure. you uh, caught the Sunday Nighter or if you read it, but yeah. uh, a little backstory. Jalen Hurts, of course, was the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a three-point game. The Eagles are losing by three, and yeah. Jalen Hurts gets pulled for third stringer uh, Nate Sudfeld. And that was just, uh, I know the decision that the Philadelphia Eagles were making. Like, I know why Doug Peterson did it, but, boy, that backfired uh, in there. Well, I wouldn't say backfired because I think the Eagles probably accomplished what they wanted to. Yep. Tanking for a better draft pick. But uh, if you saw Doug Peterson's postgame press conference, he said, no, no, we are trying to win. But in my opinion, that couldn't be further yeah, from the don't, truth. Don't insult the intelligence of your fans, especially yeah. in a sports city. Right? right. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's it's one thing to be, you know, a soccer coach in Canada or a hockey coach in Florida. You right. can tell your fans anything, but you yeah. can't tell the football fans in Philadelphia that we were trying to win. That's right. not. Yeah, that's not on. No. Well, and I would think that in week 17, right? I mean, the Eagles weren't making the playoffs, but you'd want to go out on a on a high note, yeah. you know, right? You want yeah, to kind absolutely. of win that last game of the regular season if you're not making the playoffs. We should say hi to everybody at SMP. We're going to get Brett Boyko over here right? because okay. we do want to talk to him about Carson Wentz yeah. and just the kind of quarterback he is. Because remember the Nick Foles, Carson Wentz conversation in Philadelphia a couple of years ago? And now Carson Wentz battling. very well might be on the move thanks yeah. to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we'll we'll get him over here for sure. Ah, Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar. You play to win the game. The famous Herm Edwards line. Oh, there you go. When yeah. he was with you the New York Jets, win the game. You play yeah. to win the game. Yep. And he's he is right. I mean, uh, you know, they uh, might have improved their draft stock or their draft position a little bit, but yeah. I think that's little consolation to the Philadelphia Eagle fans. So, um, but should be one heck of a playoff. I'm happy for the Washington football team. I'm happy for Ron Rivera. I'm happy to see Alex Smith on the field again last night. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that great? Yeah. Just as, no matter how he does in the playoffs. And by the way, their first round matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Tom Brady. Uh, but um, you're, you're just happy for that football team that they're able to kind of get there. When you take a look at all of the, all of the challenges that both Ron Rivera and Alex Smith have had, off the field, right? You know, and and I'm talking life and death, but for the two of them, literally you know, here they yep. literally yep. here they are in a playoff game against uh, Tom Brady in a game that's going to get a ton of hype. Obviously, whenever Tom Brady right. plays, there's a lot of attention, but that's great for Washington. There's no way that Alex Smith doesn't win Comeback Player of the Year. No, not but, at all. No, uh, I think we do have a picture of the. Uh, NFL playoff bracket. So for everybody watching the webcast, there you see it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to face off the Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts. This is in the AFC. Yep. 
the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. And then the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, of course, finish first in the AFC Conference. So they'll get a bye. Uh, real quickly, I'm going to take the uh, Steelers, the Bills, and the Titans in the AFC. Um, okay, what have you got in the NFC? And then for the NFC, we got the Rams versus the Seahawks, the yeah. Bears versus the uh, Saints, and then the Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. That Bay. Rams and then Green Bay uh, clinched the number one seed in the NFC, so they'll get the bye. Um, that Seattle-LA game is probably one of the most intriguing. I think I'm going to pick Seattle. Just they have more playoff experience. They've been to a couple of Super Bowls. They've won a Super Bowl. Uh, the Saints and Bears, I there's no way I don't pick the Saints. So I think the Saints are going to walk all over the Bears, to be quite honest with you. And I don't know, with the way that the Washington football team has been playing, you look at their record, they finished, what was it, 7-9, and nine, so two games below 500, but they really came on later in the regular season, right? So that's interesting. I'm still picking Tampa Bay, but I think that that one might be closer than a lot of people think. I'm still really intrigued to see how the Buffalo Bills do. Yeah. I really am interested to see. I think when it's all said and done, the Chiefs are going to be the AFC champions. Yep. I think they're just that good, right? Yep. But to see how far Buffalo can go in this situation, I, I think it's going to be – that one's going to be really interesting. They go into New Orleans, of course, Drew Brees yep. back. This might be Drew Brees' last kick at the can, too. They're saying he might be an analyst, yep. eh, for oh, – okay. uh, There's talking about him maybe joining – I don't know what network it is, maybe okay. NBC? But they were talking about him maybe leaving football and becoming – Tony Romo is making $900,000 right. a game by flying in Wednesday, talking to the coaches and talking on TV for three hours. So maybe Drew's thinking that might be an easier way to go. Maybe he could replace Boomer Esiason, which we'll get to in two <laughs> seconds. But uh, we do want to talk about that because there's a lot of uh, ruffled feathers in regards to oh. Boomer Esiason's comments yesterday during the Arizona Cardinals-LA Rams game. But um, – Real quickly, of course, uh, the the Monday after Week 17 in NFL circles is known as Black Monday because yep. that's typically when a lot of coaches, a lot of general managers get canned. So the Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons all made coaching changes in season, uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have fired Doug Marone, which the writing was on the wall there. They finished one and fifteen. Anthony Lynn is out of the as the head coach of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And the uh, New York Jets have fired Adam Gase. No real surprises. Anthony Lynn, maybe uh, a little bit of a surprise. Gase and Marone knew going Gase into, Marone knew going going into well. Sunday that they were done. So, um, yeah. And that Jacksonville Jaguars job is actually coveted by a lot of people. So they have a head coach opening and a general manager yeah. opening. They have the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. And they have close to like $100 million in cap space to spend in free agency. So that's a job that's highly coveted by a lot of uh, coaches. Yeah. Uh, the rumor mill is that Urban Meyer, great college coach, might make the jump to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it should be interesting. And then John Elway has st- stepped down as the general manager do you think of he the stepped Denver down? Broncos. Or do you think ownership told him to step down? Well, yeah, you're not firing John Elway. No, oh, no, you, you can't right? do that. You're not firing you're John not, Elway. You're not removing so, him from the franchise. Yeah, so that's the thing is that he stepped down, and I put that in quotation marks as the GM, but he's staying on as the VP of Because Denver's your team. Yeah. Because Denver's my team. So you're not firing John Elway. Um, but it is interesting because a lot of people were calling for John Elway to be removed as the Broncos uh, general manager. So it'll be interesting to see. But the new general manager is going to report to John Elway. <laughs> So that's what you wonder, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a team that hasn't made the playoffs in five years. And you the just, last time they made yes. the playoffs, they won the Super Bowl. With right, Peyton. Yeah. right. And you start to wonder, hmm, how much yeah. dysfunction is there? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, Pat Bolin, one of the great owners 
may he rest in peace, um, passed away a couple of years ago. But ever since his family kind of took over or the Pat Bowlen Trust took over ownership of the Denver Broncos, things have been a little rocky because apparently uh, there's some some inside things going on there within the Bowlen family as to, oh, oh this kid was going to get this much percentage, this kid was going to get this much percentage, and it hasn't worked out that way. So ever since uh, Pat Bowlen, who had to step down and, and not do day-to-day operations, uh, for the Denver Broncos as owner, it's kind of gone down. If I'm not mistaken, he's from Edmonton. Yeah. His dad yeah. was a big uh, in oil, I believe. Yep. Yeah, his dad yep. was a big, big in oil in Edmonton, so yep. in Alberta. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Now we can get to the Boomer Esiason comments. Uh, of course, uh, like I said, during the Arizona Cardinals-LA Rams game yesterday, Chris <laughs> Strebler was getting some playing time for the Arizona Cardinals, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, threw an interception. Now in Boomer's defense, it was a bad throw. Strebler threw a ball that he probably shouldn't have, and yeah. it was eventually picked off, and it was returned for a pick six, but he did ruffle the fans of some C- or the rough- ruffle the feathers of some CFL fans because he said, this isn't the Grey Cup, this isn't the CFL, you cannot throw uh, that ball down the middle of the field. Yep. <clears throat> so that took us to uh, this uh, Twitter reaction from Travis Lule, uh, great CFL quarterback. And actually, somebody who should be an analyst in, yep. in, is Travis Lule. He would be a tr- talk about television analysts in the CFL. Tra- I could listen to Travis Lule talk about football all day. So he reacts to Boomer Esiason's reaction to the Chris Strebler interception. He says, uh, Boomer knows he's only calling this game because he's the starters out too, right? Because, <laughs> of course, he was replacing uh, Tony, Romo. Tony Romo, right? Yeah. But the other comment that Travis Lule made was, he knows you can't do that in the CFL yeah. either, right? Yeah. It was basically the point that Travis Lule was trying to make was the fact that, well, no, you can't throw an advice football in the CFL either. Yeah. You know, and if you thought about it if for a second, if you were Boomer Esiason, I know, big wide field and everybody thinks yeah. it's just Sandlot football down there. Yeah. But there is an extra defender. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there are zone coverages, reads you have to make. And right. not every American quarterback has come up here and had a great deal yeah. of success in the CFL. And, of course, that reignites the whole NFL-CFL discussion. Yeah. Where we don't have enough time to get into that today, but it is a topic that uh, I do feel strongly about. You can like both. Yep. Believe it or not. Yeah, Dale like- Isaac was the first one who told me that. Yeah. Dale Isaac, legendary broadcaster, CFL Media Hall of Famer, who said, you know, it's okay to like both leagues. This is <laughs> news to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, exactly. The other comment came from Tony Dungy during the NBC yeah. game, and he said, yeah, you can't do that in the NFL. Well, you can't do that, that in, the in the CFL, CFL either. either. He no. said, basically, this isn't the CFL. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so. CFL fans yep. are, right are somewhat yep. upset because... They're looking at a great cup champion thinking, well, if that's as good as you have to play in the sandwich, it was yeah. just a bad throw. Yeah, exactly. Right? All quarterbacks right. make them. All quarterbacks right. make them. So, right? Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar as we're kicking off 2021 with the first episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. We just talked about the NFL. Uh, the lounge side is packed right now due to fans watching the uh, Team Canada thumping of Russia at the World Junior Hockey Championship. And just, well, probably about a month away from now is the Super Bowl. I know that seems like a long ways away, but you got to start thinking about it. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar in Saskatoon can be throwing a Super Bowl party. So uh, make sure to call to book your table for the Super Bowl, which, of course, is down in Tampa this year, 306-382-1717. And, of course, they're on the corner of Circle and Idlewild, on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. Um, but limited seats available for the Super Bowl party that's going to be thrown by Wendell Clark's classic grill and bar here in Saskatoon. 820 to go, second period, 4 nothing. So Canada now out yep. shooting uh, Russia 20 to 9. Yeah. 
Now that's been the amazing thing to me too. They held Finland to one shot in the first period yep. the other night, yep. right? So good job by Team Canada's defensive core. Yep. Um, the NHL training camp has started. It's all official. The divisions are set. Puck drop is January the 13th. So we'll still have one more show to talk about this, but I thought that we were going to maybe need some filler uh, to talk about with training camps underway. So in terms of the Canadian division, what team kind of, you know, do you think will be most exciting or one of the more exciting teams to watch in terms of the Canadian NHL. It's contest. going to be weird to see Joe Thornton in a Leaf uniform. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be strange. Yep. It's just going to be so odd to see that, right? Right. Um, but the team I'm interested in for a couple of reasons is Vancouver. One, yep. because with this all-Canadian division, think about this. Vancouver will not play one game in their time zone. Okay. Right. And it's always you lose time going out right. east, right? Yeah. So you don't gain time unless you come home. Yeah. You know? So I'm interested to see that, and I'm interested to see Braden Holt be in the Canucks net because right. he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Vancouver is probably the team I'm most intrigued by right. coming into. Uh, but but I mean, if it, I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day in Toronto. Other than Ottawa, Ottawa is not going to be able to. Muster much, right? No. Any one of the other six teams could literally win the division. Yeah. Yeah. Right? With some concerns in Winnipeg about Patrick Line and his contract right. yeah. and that sort of thing. You hope that rift doesn't cost them too much. But other than Ottawa, it's wide open. Literally, everybody's yep. in play. I and think that's what's interesting. Vancouver is intriguing as well for, for me for a different reason. Obviously, yes, see how Braden Holtby does. But um, also, me personally, I think they took a step back this year. So, yeah, in the bubble, right? They yeah. advanced further than a lot of people thought. But then you go on to lose your star goaltender, Jacob Markstrom, who was so good in the bubble. Yep. One of your top defensemen, and Chris Tanov as well. Tyler Toffoli uh, signed with the Montreal Canadiens. He was good in the playoffs for the Vancouver Canucks. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of replicate that performance from last year or not. I, I don't know. Of course, the Calgary Flames signed Jacob Markstrom and uh, Chris Tanev as well. So it'll yep. be interesting to see what they do. Edmonton signed Kyle Turris to really solidify their center position yep. with McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So that's interesting. The Leafs added some grit. Uh, the Canadians added some grits with Corey Perry. They dealt away Max Domi. It's going to be interesting, yeah. other than Ottawa, who yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, uh, is, is a yeah. few years away. You could away. argue Montreal's made an upgrade to yep. a point where if they get it together, yep. they exactly. could be solid as well, right? Uh, Toronto with Thornton, yeah. I think any team but Ottawa could yep. literally win it. If if the Jets can get their stars to turn it on, yep. maybe it's not going to be an issue yep. there. And they yep. did sign uh, Stasny in yep. the offseason as well. So Stasny's back in a yep. Winnipeg uniform. So yep. uh, That's it's all going to be very, very interesting, but... I can't wait to watch NHL, and they're not taking a break. It's puck drop is January thirteenth, and it goes until May eighth or whatever the end of the regular season. Twenty eight games, twenty eight home yep. games, and, and then that the is uh, that is one hundred and sixteen or something like that straight days of hockey. So yep. math was never my forte. I think we got a one last comment uh, to get to here um, through Facebook, and I did we forgot to talk about this, but I did see it. Patrick says, speaking of hockey Canada, they are supposed to announce something after the World Juniors, to cancel the rest of junior hockey in Canada, including minor hockey. Les Lazarick said that on Twitter, and it was uh, Les I did see Les's, I did see, we'll have to get yeah. Les back in here yeah. one day, you know. Um, I oh, did see Les's tweet on that. Yeah, me too. Um, interesting. Yeah, well, it is It is interesting. I mean, 
the challenge you have is, you know, why is the Canadian government allowing all these NHL right. players to play? And we're shutting down hockey at the Hockey Canada right. level. And uh, not to put words in Les's mouth, but I think he was replying to a tweet um, or, or might have said this in a parting shot. But he also made the comment that every province is kind of at a different state. Yep. Right. In terms of COVID and how the vaccines are rolling out and how well, some provinces and are that's the challenge others, for the right? Western Hockey League, so right? I mean, yeah. Western Hockey League, you've got two states and four provinces. How yeah. are you going to, yeah. you know, so, it's it's a challenge. for We'll sure. have to keep our uh, our mind on that. And the but, numbers still not great. Yeah. So. So exactly. And, but here's to 2021. Nice and positive. Uh, vaccines are rolling out in Saskatchewan and all across the province. So that's good news. And we're pumped to be able to come back to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar here in the new year and continue to deliver the goods or what Ray, me and Ray Morrison consider the goods. Uh, that is the YXE <laughs> Sports Podcast. So go Team Canada. Can't wait for NHL to uh, start up. Of course, we'll have one more show before puck drop, um, but we will have some playoff football on Saturday and Sunday. I think yep. it's a triple header each day this weekend. So yeah. there'll be lots to talk about going forward on the YXE Sports Podcast. A big thanks to everybody that tuned in to watch the live feed of the YXE Sports Podcast. And a big thanks to everybody listening to the audio version. Of course, the YXE Sports Podcast can be found on your favorite streaming service. We'll talk to you next Monday. Till then, stay safe. Take care.